Season two. Muppet Up is right. Uh, Season two is right. Season two is right. Welcome back, everyone, all the listeners who listen to Muppet Up on a weekly basis or the ones catching up. Um, What's up? This is probably... This is Muppet Up. This is going to be a great starting point for you new Muppet Up listeners. Yeah, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard to Muppet Up. I'm Isaac Beach. I'm Jack Hobbaker. And um, we've got a very special episode today for a few reasons. Yeah. Reason number one, we're talking about it a great, a great film, a great, decidedly non Muppet film, but what? only Muppet adjacent. Are you deciding that right now? Well, it's not a Muppet. It's not a Muppet movie. We're not watching a Muppet movie. No, but I would like to get into the specifics on why we, you and I, qualify it as yeah. a Muppet Up movie. It's a Muppet Up movie. Absolutely a Muppet Up movie. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little later on. We're going to yes. be talking about Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. Little Shop of Horrors. Horrors. The Little Shop of Horrors. Um, yeah, great movie. Frank Oz directed it. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But first... Um, Let me take a f***ing selfie. Click. <laughs> 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 the listeners of this podcast have been begging Jack. Begging us. They've been begging Jack? They No, no, no. They've been begging... Jack, they've been begging us, Jack, okay. to have this next guest back on the pod. That's true. Uh, a a celebrated, yeah, a much uh, requested, no, yeah, 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 a beloved, yeah, guest, guest. on Muppet Up, who is so Lenny? No, I. <laughs> who is Lenny? What? Okay. Who, Who is, is Lenny Beach? Beach? Hello, Lenny. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, Lenny. Thank you. This is your third time. Yes. Am the I the pod. most? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> By one now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We've had people on twice. You were the first, you were the first to be on three, three times. And I'm really excited to be on this episode. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You, you, yes. You like this mm-hmm. one? I love this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get there, bro. You know, since you're our third uh, timer, timer, <laughs> you're Beastie Boysing me again. Yes. <laughs> and I like that. I like that. Yeah. Since you're a third timer, um, we ask our first timers all the same questions. questions. We ask second timers some questions, questions. too. <laughs> third timers, I don't know. This is unprecedented territory. So I'd like to start it off with questions. A uh, question. How are you, Lenny? I'm all right. What did you do today? <laughs> these are your questions? No. Okay. I, these, are some, these are some questions. These are some questions. Do you want me know. to answer those questions? Yeah. How are you and what What did you, how was your day, bro? It was chill. I worked and then I went to my friend's house and oh I talked God. projects. Changed the record already. We get it. I'm working on projects. <laughs> I'm, I'm bleeping <laughs> his name. It's all you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> 
this, that. Everything's I love my Good for bleeping. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Every day, it's guess what it's doing. What's up with I feel like all the time I'm just hearing <laughs> That's gonna suck. Um, okay, well, it sounds like you had a good day, bro. It was cool. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have um, some three-timer questions? I got some three-timer questions. I have three three-timer questions. I have three three-timer questions, too. Then this is a new segment called The Three-Timers Three, three Questions. And we each pre- have... Presented by Jack and Isaac. Yeah, because we each have three questions. Okay, God. do you want to just go back and forth? I go first, you go second. So six questions. Six questions. I think you should do your three, I then I do my three. Okay, okay. Question number one. Oh, God. If you were to marry any Muppet, which Muppet would you marry? And this isn't who, what Muppet you're most attracted to. This is a Muppet you're going to, like, spend the rest of your yeah. life with. And, like, it, legally. Oh, my God. Take and in the eyes of God. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I were to marry any Muppet, I think I would marry Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth? Why is that? He's fun. He is fun. He's got a gold tooth. He's a pretty rambunctious Muppet. I can handle it. Okay. I like the band. He's a groovy dude. Yeah. yeah. And we can party. He's soulful. Yeah. He's got heart. Yeah. That's for damn sure. He's also cute. He's cute. He's a handsome Muppet. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Teeth, good choice. Admirable choice. Janet's cute, too. Janice. Janice. It's Janice. Is cute, too. But I wouldn't marry her. I'd By, by your her. third time, I'm glad you're picking up on kind of like the... Everyone's names and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, like who, who's... um. What's the like the scientist's name? Doctor Honeydew, Professor Honeydew, Beaker. No. <laughs> well, you kind of got it right, but he has a first name. Bunsen Honeydew. There you go, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, cool. What is the name of the blue muppet that likes cookies? <laughs> Cookie monster. Are these my questions? No. no. These are some questions. Bonus questions. In the super <laughs> six questions. Is this one of your questions? No. <laughs> In the what is our segment called? Three timers, three questions each. Presented by Jack and Isaac. Presented by Jack and Isaac's speech. And Taco Bell. <gasps> there you go. Okay. Officially it's called Three Timers, Three Questions Each, presented by Jack and Isaac Beach. It sounds like you're Jack Beach too. It does, but that is how it That must is all good. That Which is how it must true. be. If you could choose and it like wouldn't hurt your family's feelings or anything, would you change your last name to Beach? You'd rather would you rather be Jack Beach or Jack Hotbaker? And like that's just your name and I don't know. It's, you've, it's uh, snappy. You've often been critical of your own last name just because it's a little hard it's to spell and pronounce. Really and it's hard a bit to of spell a mouthful. Pronounce. Uh, let me I don't know if I'm sure we've said my last name a bunch of times, but let me say it just for the record if you're trying to pronounce my last name, it's Hobbaker. Say that almost e- even clearer. It's Hobbegger. 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 Lenny? It's not Habager. No. It's not Haybegger. It's not Haberger. It's Hobbegger. Mm-hmm. Now, my last name is Beach, which <laughs> I, I don't need to say it anymore. Yeah. So would you choose Jack Beach? It does sound good. It sounds, it sounds good. good. Sounds pretty good, buddy. In some ways, I am tempted, but I'm, I'm very into owning my last name okay that's nice i put it in my band name yeah yeah uh so at this point do you think i should change my last name to hobbegger no i would say no isaac hobbegger i would should i change my last name 
Lenny Hobbig. I would say I don't love. I that. am trying to reclaim it. I'm not saying I'm trying to recommend. It. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay. Question number two for Lenny. Do you have a least favorite Muppet? We usually ask what your favorite Muppet is or your top three. Do you have a least favorite Muppet? A Muppet you just want to kick in the dirt. <laughs> um. <laughs> Good question. Um, a least favorite Muppet. Yeah. I. Beaker is annoying. Okay. I don't like him. I don't hate him. I don't want to kick him in the dirt. Okay. But I could so do he's without. not your least favorite. Well. I, there's no Muppet that I would want to kick in the dirt. I'm sure if you if you familiarize yourself that. with a, a lot of there's like there's some Muppets that you I want that to kick you would in kick the in the dirt. There's okay. one Muppet I could kick yeah. in the dirt. I Who? Don't know his name. I don't know his name, but he's the nerd. He's the nerdy human. Wait, guy. what? He's the Napoleon never, Dynamite looking ass. We never ass. remember his what? name. What? No, I, I'd like to kick him in the dirt. Yeah, he's the worst. Jack will show you right now on his phone. Nerdy human. I feel like I need to look at the Muppets because I can never remember who they are. I can't. I need a visual. This little guy. Ew. Yep. He, he was right. <laughs> no, his he looks is, like a Mr. Meaty guy. Yeah. Are you sure is, that's a Muppet? Yes. yes I'm sure I that's swear to God. God. His name is Chip, and he's a piece of shit. Kick Chip. We're kicking yeah. Chip in the dirt. Chip sucks. Look at him. I'm not that guy. I'm all about love. F that man. Yeah. Chip sucks. Oh my God. What is Chip in? A bunch of stuff. Really? He's in Muppets from Space. Oh God. Things post Muppets from Space for sure. Okay. So. Chip, we're they kicking. kept him. Yeah, they kept him. We're kicking Chip in the dirt. Yeah. All right. Good answer. Yeah. Question number three from Isaac B. <laughs> For Lenny B. <laughs> is gonna be, uh, Lenny. You and I both work in uh, the vintage clothing industry, yeah. uh, and we both work at a cool vintage clothing store. Same store in Portland. Yeah. And you're Would a very. Would you like to shout it out? No. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to tell you where I work. Yeah. Um, but you and I. Uh, but we will reveal our address. <laughs> um, and you're a very, very fashionable person. Thank you. Uh, you're always pulling great fits. I want to know who you think, out of all the Muppets, pulls the best fits. Who's the best dressed Muppet? That was almost one of my questions. Nice. Really? Yeah. Aww. Um. Well, okay. No, Miss Piggy. That's kind of that's sure. that's a given. Sure. Like sure. absolutely. Every time. Amazing. Steezy. Absolutely steezy. The drip. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. They do. Um a lot of people say Gonzo uh is known Gonzo for his fits. Gonzo looks non-binary. I'm sorry. No need to apologize. <laughs> I don't love it. Miss <laughs> <laughs> What? Whoa. I can say it. that. Sure. Uh, for the record, I am non-binary. My name is Lenny Beach. I use they, them pronouns. Wow. Skadoosh. Bold. So, covered all the bases. That was my three questions for Lenny B. All right. Well, Jackie, that's cool. Now, uh, here's my three questions. I'm just going to sit back and relax and just enjoy the Please show do. from here. Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> which Muppet would make the best president? Ooh, great question, Jack. Ooh. Great question. Um, Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. I think that's a that's a it's a safe answer, but it's one I agree with. He would, he would, yeah, he would. He'd get stressed out. Yeah, but he'd yell. Ah, ah. That's, I, that's what I thought that's of really too. Cool. He'd wait. He'd wiggle his little arms around. Yeah, I'd love to see him do an address. Yo, oh, well, I feel like you know, he's probably the be best so speechmaker. Nice. When you know that uh, Fozzie would kill at the White House correspondence. Yeah, true. Yeah. Question number two, Lenny Elmo or Kermit? Wow. 
Ooh, Elmo. Sorry. Whoa. Wow. Elmo. I love Elmo. Bold. I thought you might say that. I think normally that question would be an obviously Kermit for most of our guests. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I bet Lenny would go Elmo. Elmo's world was my absolute favorite part of Sesame Street. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mr. Noodle. Yeah, Mr. Noodle. No, we like that fresh perspective here on the goldfish. Yeah. Didn't he have a goldfish? Yeah. It was named Goldie. Yeah. Was it? I don't know. I Something. should rewatch Elmo's World. You should. Well, you should have to rewatch an episode of Sesame Street to watch Elmo's there's World. There's got to be clips specifically clips. of Elmo's oh, World. There's definitely there's clips. Comps. There's clips. Absolutely. Elmo's World compilation. Best yeah. of Elmo's World 2. Yeah. Uh, last question. Who shot Mr. Burns? Wait. Wow. Mr. Burns? Who shot Mr. Burns? From There's an answer. Simpsons? Who shot Mr. Burns, Lenny? Bart? Dude. I don't know. Dude. Sh- Wait, well, maybe our next guest will know. This is not Bart. It's a curveball. I don't understand. Who shot Mr. Burns? Hey, who shot Mr. Burns? Hey, was it Jake Jones? <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask Jake Jones. We'll ask Jake yeah, Jones. Yeah. Jake yeah. Jones will know. He'll who know. shot Mr. Burns? That's a good question. I don't think we should say. I hoped that you would know. No. Huh? I'll look it up. Look it up on your own goddamn time. This is Muppet Up time. Yeah, yep. later. So those, that concludes our segment of three timers, three questions each with Jack and Isaac Beach. Wow. That was a lovely segment. Yes. That was a lovely, lovely segment. I'd yeah. actually like to transition into another segment. I liked it so much, I was hoping we would do it again. But, okay. You want to just do three more questions each? I thought the same questions because they worked so good the first oh. time. But go ahead. No, I, we can move okay. on. Let's move on. Okay, maybe next time we can do it twice. Okay. So this is a new segment. This is a new game. Cool. New I game. came up with a new game just for you, Lenny. Oh. Just for you. Oh, nice. That's sweet. I know. I'm excited. This is, this is your game, bro. Okay. This game is called The Mup is Up. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Which is a parody on The Price is Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm My willing to change it. I'm willing to change it, but the best I could come up with of, of a Muppet Muppet Up parody of uh-huh. The Price is Right is The Mupp is Up. Am I also a contestant? Yes, so let okay. me explain the rules of the game. So, Jack and Lenny, yeah. you two are going to be competing in this game. The person with the most points at the end of the game wins. How to play the game? I'm going to be listing off the name of a Muppet. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street or Muppet Show Muppet. And you are both going to give me a guess of the year that they debuted on their respective television <sighs> show. But why this is like The Price is Right is because if you go over, zero points. If you are right on, two points. Whoever's closest gets one point without going over. Understand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, also the reason I wanted to play this game is because I packed in a little bit of trivia in here. Okay. And I think... The three of us can all learn a few things about these Muppets and about their debuts and about their development. Fuck yeah. So, here we go. Sounds Great. good. Right. The Mupp is up. I'm ready. <laughs> Muppet number one. Yeah. You're guessing the year? Yeah. Elmo. Oh. And mm. you're going to be rotating who goes first. Guest is best. Guest goes first. Although there is a strategy of not going first. Yes. Because then you can gauge over or under on yes. that. So... Oh. Lenny, you're going to be going first. Elmo's debut year. What do you think? 1990. 1990. Jack? 1980. 
1980, oh. Jack. Much earlier for Jack. This is unfair. I don't know. Just wait and see what happens. You, lock right. in, you have to lock in 1990. Yeah, 1990. Already no, said I'm into it. The year is 1980. Jack gets Whoa. two points right off the bat for the Muppets up. Yeah. The puppet that would eventually become <laughs> Elmo was designed in 1979. Intended as a generic anything Muppet monster, huh. labels used for the puppet included Baby Monster, Short Red, and Little Red. Elmo made his earliest named appearance in season 11 of Sesame Street, where he was first performed by Brian Mule. In this early appearance, Elmo communicates with Maria only in mumbles. After Aww. he was established on the show, press releases for season 12 described him as a character who, who communicates with sound rather than words. Well, hells yeah, brother. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank two you. points for Jack. So... Check us two points. We're going on to the next five. Muppet. Zoe. Oh, one of my one favorites. One of Lenny's favorites, Muppets. Jack, you are going first. Zoe. I'm going to say 86. 1986 yeah. for Jack. I think it's... I'm going to say 95. You're going to say 95. Yeah. Wow. 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 1995. You have memories as a child watching well, Zoe. Uh, apparently, the first time I ever laughed at the television was when I was at our grandparents' house and I was mm-hmm. watching Sesame Street and Zoe was on the screen and I was laughing because her, her like little tufts of whatever fur, fur mm-hmm. were like bouncing around and I thought it was fun. It's so funny that I know that story absolutely, um, but who the f- knows the first time they laughed I at know. the television. Like, why is that I a thing that, that our parents were like, yeah, that Lenny's first, first time. time laughing at the TV was Zoe. Was Team America World Police. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably yours, Jack. I didn't see that until I believe I had graduated from high school. And you had never laughed at the TV no, until I then. Did. Never did. Zoe, Lenny, you are saying 19, what? 95. 95, Jack? 86. 86. Okay, the real answer is 1993. Oh, nice. Jack gets the point because Lenny went over. What? Wait, that, wait. Really? How are, that's over? Yes. Over is more recent? Over is past the date that it actually happened. This game blows. I see. What that makes perfect f- sense. What are you talking about? Be strategic, I was Lenny. He was, said 1986. Too- you could have said anything over that if you I almost said 92. Sure. But I didn't, so I, you know. Well, All right. I, I understand this is causing a little bit of controversy, but okay. this is how the game works. I'm down with it. Jack gets another point. Okay. So this is from the, uh, from the book Sesame Street Unpaved. Quote, from several possible designs of the character, I, this is Fran Brill uh, talking, picked the one that had the face like Carol Channing. <laughs> oh. I wanted her to be obviously female with jewelry and barrettes in her hair. Someone suggested we call her Franny, since that's my nickname. But I didn't want a Muppet with my name, so I thought of the J.D. Salinger book Franny and Zoe and suggested Zoe, which seemed just to be just right. To prepare for the character, Brill went to Manhattan preschools and watched three-year-old girls play. One of the girls said to Brill the phrase which became a catchphrase of Zoe, Don't joke me! You remember her saying, don't joke me? No. Well, apparently she did. Okay. So, Zoe, 
1993. All right. I would have thought that it was another example of like in there earlier, but only became important later. Yeah, she was definitely a much later Sesame Street character. Yeah. I, I, I would have guessed baby. 90s for sure. I, w- yeah. I don't know if I would have known specifically that. But great round, everyone. Jack has Thank three you. points. Lenny, you can still come back. You can Wait, still win I have the game. Two points. You have three points. You got dead on, yeah. then you got to, you just won that one because Lenny went over. Oh, dead on is two points? Dead on is two yeah. points. Cool. See, you must love this game. I'm doing pretty good. It's re- uh, The points are really n- not a big deal to me. I'm very uh, used to success. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most, um, like, how do you how do you measure your success? Like, what, mm. like. Money, like, accolades, yeah. attention. You, you've been getting a lot of accolades. I get, I'm kind of a magnet for accolades. Yeah. Yeah. What's your they what's call your me favorite Mr. Jackalades? <laughs> all right. Well, accolades, schmackalades. It's all about this game right here. The Mup is up. Right. Question number three. Rizzo the Rat. <gasps> Lenny. Yes. What year do you think Rizzo the Rat debuted? Remember, over is out. You could say year one, and if Jack goes over, you win. <laughs> Nineteen ninety. 1990. Oh, Jack. <laughs> what? I'm going to go 1972. <laughs> the answer is 1980. Jack gets another point. What the <laughs> f***? Yeah, I went 1980? Yeah, not, you think 1990? He's in, like, a lot of... I don't know when these things came out. You guys have the Muppet podcast. I have my own things going on. Well, I That's feel like fair. you're the closest also, one. Yeah. To the Muppet podcast, and you should be able to get some. You are a three timer. Yeah, come on, three timer. You're like Paul Rudd a few years ago on SNL. He's a five timer now. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So Rizzo was created by Steve Whitmire after he took a fascination to a bunch of old rat puppets made from bottles for the Muppet musicians of Bremen. What? Steve Whitmire made costumes for Rizzo and the Muppet Show fan club newsletter claimed that, quote, it's Rizzo's greatest ambition to wear a different costume every time he appears in a shot. Watch out for this well-dressed rodent. He's a, he is a well-dressed Muppet. Yeah. He's, he's a Lenny definitely. Muppet. So Rizzo is named oh, after... he's a Lenny Muppet. I thought you said a lame Muppet. No, he's, well, he's, one of my, he's in my top three. He's great. He's yeah, great. Come on. Rizzo is named after Ratso Rizzo, a character from Midnight Cowboy portrayed by Dustin Hoffman. The name was suggested by Frank... Oz. Yes. Yeah. And if Lenny would ever fucking sit down and watch that I'll movie, I've been saying, it. Lenny, watch Midnight Cowboy for about two years now. Um, Not even a year. But yes, I need. To, I know I need to watch over it. Over a year. Yeah, over a year now. I have two more The Mupp is Ups left. So Jack has four points. Lenny could tie it up if you got both of them right on. So I feel like these last three... They're test runs, right? Yeah. You understand how the game works now, right? Because <laughs> if you go <laughs> over, no you don't have a chance of getting a point. Yes. So Jack's going to go first on this one. Wait, he went first last time. No, no, I didn't. He did not. I went first last time. You did. Okay. Jack's going first this time. Didn't help you. And the Muppet we're talking about is Rolf. Oh. Rolf. I'm going to say night. 1958. 1958. Lenny, what year do you think Rolf debuted? He's fing with me. 
You're f***ing with me. 1958? I'm going to say 1970. <laughs> what? Do you want a hint, Lenny? <laughs> no. When, when did the Muppets At start? At this point, they have exhausted their... their <laughs> okay. Any chance So, okay, you're both locked in. Let's yes, just say that. I guess Lenny says so. 1970. Jack, you say 1958. There have been three rounds for them to figure <laughs> yeah. out how this game works. Just as, I know just how as, the game works. Just works. as reference, Kermit debuted in 1955. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Did I over did I did I overshoot it too? I am I'm I'm getting oh there. Oh my okay. god. Kermit debuted in 1955. Rolf did not debut on the Muppet show, obviously. Right. Yep. But Wait. debuted in a commercial yep. that Jim Henson worked on. That commercial came out in 1962. Yeah. Off. Another point for Jack. Awesome. So Rolf's first appearance is in 1962 in a series of Purina dog chow commercials. Yeah. He was paired with Bakersville the Hound in the series of ads which aired in Canada from 1962 to 1963. Rolf was the first Muppet built by Don Salin. Unlike most of the early Muppets, he was designed as a live hand Muppet. He was also one of the first non-abstract Muppet characters built to resemble a dog. According to Henson's original notes, other names considered for the character were Barkley, Woofington, Bakersville, Barkus, Howlington, Waggington, Beowulf, and <laughs> 1962, Jack has five points. So there's no, absolutely no way that Lenny is going to win, but we're just going to do this last one just for fun. Oh, my God. Cool. Redemption, sudden death. Okay, Lenny, if you get this one dead on. Oh, my God. If you get this one dead on, it's worth 10 points. Cool. Okay. I, I respect that. Lou Zealand. Who the f is that? Lou Who is that? Zealand. I'll Got the mustache for the fish. Lou Zealand is actually one of my favorite looking Muppets. Personally. Oh. He he throws the boomerang fish. Yeah, 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 okay. His name's Lou Zealand. He's a great looking guy. He's absolutely one of my favorite designed Muppets. Yeah. Love him. So Lenny, you do have to go first. Ten points if you get dead on Lou Zealand. If I get dead on? Ten points, you win the game. 19 You're on Yeah Good start Good start <laughs> You just gotta do it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tip you off Okay 1972 1972 Yeah I guess so I'm gonna say 1974 Yeah so Jack got that point It's 1978 What? Season 3 Of the yeah. Muppet Show Is when he debuted 3 Lou's first appearance Was on episode 310 of the Muppet Show, where his timely boomerang fish throwing saved Kermit from being tricked into a real marriage with Miss Piggy. Whoa. Lou Zealand was meant only to appear in that one episode, and he was made from a whatnot designed by Dave Goals. Hey, Dave Goals, we know him. Yeah. However, after that, a more permanent puppet was built, and Lou Zealand became a regular character. So that was the Mupp is Up. The Mupp is Up with you, Lenny, because you mupping sucked at that game. <laughs> um, and I was, it's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not. For the record, I'm not mad either. <laughs> uh, Jack, you won. I did win. Congratulations. 
Thank you. So, Lenny, Elmo, what year? Just see if you retained any of that information. Oh, dear Lord. What year, Lenny? Elmo. 80. Yep, you got it. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to do that for every other one. Okay. Um, but I'm glad that you learned, and we all probably learned a few things about the Muppets today. Yeah. The reason I wanted to do this game is because we did the um, Name That Muppet game, and there was so much information in there of what the original uh, uh, name of each Muppet was. So right. I thought that was fun. I wanted to continue that tradition and educate yeah. our listeners. Um, I do have another segment I want to get to. It is approaching break time, but should we cram it in before or should we do it after the break? After, after the break. Okay, do it well, after. when we come back, we're going to be discussing Little Shop of Horrors and doing a few other things, so stay tuned. We got a lot more show to cover. Lenny's here. Come on. Can you beat that? We got Lenny here. Mup it up. Mup it up. Well, come Back to Mop It Up. I'm Isaac Beach. I'm Jack Hobbegger. Wait just a minute. The old I'm Jack Hobbegger. No, I'm Jack Hobbegger. I think you're Lenny Beach. No, I don't think so. Lenny, give it to me straight right now. Who the f*** are you? I'm Isaac Beach. You just responded to Lenny Beach. Case uh-huh. closed. Would oh. you like a Hertz donut? What? No. Hertz donut. <laughs> <laughs> How did you fall for that? I don't know. That's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous that you fell for a Hertz no, donut. I, thought, I think it's cool. I think it's cool of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I actually <laughs> think you're a pretty cool guy. Thank you. Cool. I think you're cool. You think I'm cool? I think you're cool, Jack. Thank you. Do you think we cool. like look cool? Like, are the embodiment of cool? Like, everything about us is cool. Um, what What's happening now? In the show? Yeah. That's a what's really, next? That's a really nice question, Jack. What's up? I really appreciate that question. What are we gonna do now? Well, I have a. Oh, <laughs> okay. I feel conflicted here. Okay. I I need you to introduce this. Uh, I need you to introduce this segment. Me? Wait, how? But I don't know what it is. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, it's ju- oh, I know, but I don't know. I, what j- I need you to just say like, it's not really. I see. Oh, I see. I see. Because I, I can't. Yes, I, you're right. No, I, there's and a I history appreciate and a pattern. It. I yes, this no, is I your segment. I see what you're doing, and right. I thank you. Because I feel like because I came just I came with you, and I was like, I have a thing. You don't yes. know what it is, but I. You're I right. I need you to say. Yeah, I got you. Here we go. Okay. Welcome to Jack's Tracks, featuring this week, Isaac's Wax. Yeah, Isaac, take it away. Hey guys, and thank you for for giving me the opportunity yeah. to introduce my own segment. Of course, it's your segment. I got nothing but respect for you, bro. Thank you. Go respect ahead. Respect you. I know. I put respect on your name every single day. I I, I feel it. If thank someone you. talks bad about you, I kick them in the dirt. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, so I found a track. Um, this is not a part of any wax. Although, if you have this record on vinyl or know of a place where i could get it for cheap seriously hit me up because i want this record really badly so this is a song from sesame street that came out gosh i'm not sure in the 80s and it is a song accompanied with a video and the song is the title track off of the album born to add Oh, shit. Yeah. So, 
I have seen this. With you have? Yes. With context clues, we can figure out what this yeah, is. Yeah, I have seen this, and it is amazing. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a listen. We're gonna take a look. Lenny, right. do you know what this is? No. Okay. Well, maybe afterwards we'll ask you. What do you think that was? Yeah. Uh, so try to figure it out. Okay. What? On the Born to Run album cover. It's so sick. One and two and three God, this is fun. So oh, and then this part is like anti cop. This cop Say what year it came out? Sesame Street's Bruce Stringbean and the <laughs> S Street Band. Wow. That's adorable. Yeah. Born to Add. What do you think about that, guys? I loved it. Fantastic. It's amazing. It is so, so great. I highly recommend taking a look at that the, visual. Yeah, watching the video. On, that was amazing. On the Born to Add record. There is I Can't Get No Cooperation by Sesame Street's Nick Swagger and the Sesame Street Cobblestones. <laughs> nice. It, went, it was doing a very slow... And I think the uh, letter B is on that record, too. The Beatles thing. Is that not? Maybe uh, it's not. Octopus Blues. <laughs> Barn in the USA wow. is the last song. Yeah. Um, See, so a lot of Brucey stuff. 
There's some stones, some good rock and roll music. The Ten Commandments of Health by Dr. Thad and the Medications. Wow. Lots of hits on here. So this record is available on, on, on vinyl, on wax, and I will be seeking it out. I looked at it on Discogs. It's a little pricey, but hopefully one day I'll get my hands on a copy of that, and we'll bring it in for an, another episode of Jack's Tracks featuring Isaac's Wax. And if it hasn't been made clear before on the show, which I'm imagining it has been, let me make it clear now. <laughs> I love Bruce Springsteen more than anything. So this, to me is a segue that wasn't intended, but is perfect for me. Okay. Jack and I both love Bruce Springsteen. So much. And this is a thing that we found together. We both didn't like Bruce Springsteen, and then I remember us both driving. Well, we were driving to Portland, listening to some newer Bruce, and weren't that into it. Yes. And then you said to me, a little later down the line, you got to listen to Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yes. And then we we actually, I think we ordered um, Buffalo Wild Wings for takeout. We were driving from our house in Olympia to pick up Buffalo Wild Wings, and you played me parts of Darkness. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is tasty. And then I showed you the documentary. And then we watched the documentary about Darkness, and then I got into Nebraska. I'm into yeah. Born to Run. I'm into Born in the USA. Yep. I like it all. It's all good. He's so good. I love him. So... Now, Lenny, I know we're Massive boring. Massive credit you. to my father for getting me into absolutely. I resisted it for years. Yeah, Mark, thank you very much because I I, I feel like my life is better because uh, I have Bruce in it. Yes, uh, and Lenny, I I understand you look bored to shit right now. Yeah. Um. Do you you have any opinions on Bruce? No. Okay. Other than Tegan and Sarah are huge fans of Bruce Springsteen. Did you know that? No. They're they're like we talked about Tegan and Sarah last week, didn't we? we? Did. No, yeah. really? Yeah. That's awesome. Because there was a joke about it. Mm -hmm. But I played you a few songs of Darkness one day while we were driving to work, and you were really into it. But there is a song on the, on uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town called Factory. Yes. And Jack and I recently were talking about Factory. We've heard this song a million times now, yes. and it's still every single time I put it on. It gives me chills. Yes. And it's just such a beautiful song, so descriptive, so just heartfelt and soulful, uh, a song that is about the uh, the middle class and the lower class and working in a factory and his father going to the factory and, and his day-to-day -day life. And just something about that just really is powerful and amazing. I have seen Little Shop of Horrors now, Mm. three times this is my third time we watched it tonight and every single time i hear suddenly seymour i get chills all across my body i want to cry even thinking about the song now this is our segue into talking about the wonderful movie little shop of horrors lenny hey hi you're back yeah sorry about all that bruce stuff so little shop of horrors lenny you and me yeah we saw this together as a stage production. Yes. When we were God, probably um, like ten and eight, maybe. No. So I, so I was um, in the sixth grade. Uh, oh God! And really? we, my class went to San Jose, California, to go see a production of The Princess in the Pea. Okay. And um, during the intermission, there was some sort of contest 
where they picked out three kids from the audience, and I was one of those kids they picked out to go on stage and say a line of something about our school, like our school is called Happy Valley Elementary. So like it would say something about your school, but in the voice of one of the characters, like there was a villain, and it was the whole thing. Okay. Anyway, I'm a very theatrical man. Mm-hmm. Of course I won this f-ing competition. <laughs> <laughs> so I won us two tickets to see any production that this playhouse was putting on. I, I came home and said, guys, I won these tickets. I want to go see Little Shop of Horrors because it sounded funny. Yeah. I didn't really know what it was. So my mother drove Lenny and I to San Jose mm-hmm. to go see the Little Shop of Horrors and uh, a live uh, version of the musical. I remember liking it a lot. I remember loving it. Yeah, I was really into it. I don't remember much of the production, but I remember I remember the the Audrey 2. I remember how, the puppet and I remember the songs. Like how amazing that was. I remember really loving the songs. I also remember us being mad at each other. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember like going to sit down cuz it was probably one of the first times that the two of us have ever just like gone out by ourselves yeah. without our parents. Yeah, probably. And um we sat down in the seats. We probably could have sat closer, but we didn't. And um, we sat down, and I don't think we talked to each other at all until until the production started. And then afterwards, we I just kind of waited that. for mom. Yeah. We didn't talk to each other the whole time. Sad. I don't think so. I know. Sad story. But now we're best friends. I don't think that's true. It's the saddest story I've ever heard. I almost doubt it. I remember having a fun time and, 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 and I, enjoying I it. it. You buy I, it? I believe it. You think that Sounds we had real. that beef? Sounds real. Sounds sad. <laughs> let's just let's just call it, guys. But I, other than that, I remember having a s- splendid time. Yeah, I remember the songs. I remember having fun. a good time. So then, um, <clears throat> to bring it into the now, I'd always been aware of Little Shop of Horrors as something that I enjoyed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'd never seen the movie. Yeah. Never saw it. Until, I don't know, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I watched this by myself. Uh, it was in a, during a time where Jack wasn't there, and I was just like chilling in the house, and it knocked my socks off. Yeah, I loved it. I sent rave reviews to Jack and to Lenny yes. about this movie. I was like, "It's just a blast! It is so fun! It is so watchable! It is just a great time!" And I think because of that, Lenny watched it, and I think I, that was my second time seeing it. I watched it in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I okay. didn't remember much of it because it had been so long. But I remember really liking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So tonight was your third time watching it. Yes. And yeah. then I, I showed it to Jack. Yes. Maybe a week later. It was like pretty shortly. Yeah. I was like, we got to watch this. And I loved it. And we all loved this yeah. movie. Yes. It's I think let's just say it flat out. We all loved it. We all love this loved movie. We have, we have positive things to say about Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And to get us into... The spirit of Little Shop of Horrors. I love the spirit of Little Shop of Horrors. I'd love maybe if we uh, we dug into uh, a couple of Jack's jokes. <gasps> oh my goodness! I've gracious. managed to dig up a couple that uh, are relevant to the discussion whoa. here today. Whoa, 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 whoa! Would whoa, whoa. Uh, would you two be interested? Sure, in, sure, uh, sure. Yes, please. In 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 reading a, a Jack's joke, of course. For those of you just tuning in, yeah, welcome. Uh, Jack's jokes is a segment where I uh, supply some jokes that. Someone has written um, to uh, Isaac and our guest, and, yeah. and they read them. And one of the rules is they don't read ahead; they just read it out loud, uh, cold. And uh, usually, it's a it's a grand old time. Usually, they're funny. 
Uh, this Sometimes this time we only have two, so only enough for one each. So who wants to go first? Uh, I'd like to go first. Okay, go ahead, Isaac. Rick Moranis was the victim of a violent assault in 2020 on West 70th Street in Manhattan. The alleged perpetrator, Marcus Ventura, Marquis. Marquis Ventura, was arrested in November of that year. Thank God I was wearing my Marquis Ventura costume that day. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very funny. Good one, Isaac. Okay. <laughs> so I'm saying in this joke yeah. that I beat Rick Moranis. You were responsible for the violent beating of Rick Moranis. <laughs> because I wore my Marquis Ventura costume. Was Thank he God. really attacked? Yes. That's so sad. What it did he ever do to anybody? Why did you do that, bro? For Lenny. No, why, why would you wear that costume? <laughs> why would you beat up Rick Moranis? I don't For Lenny. Wait. I just I, don't understand why you would do that. But that's okay. No, but I, I didn't. But it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> Tell it to the judge. <laughs> Tell the, uh, we'll let the audience decide that one. Lenny? Yes. Jack's jokes? Go yes. ahead. Okay. And to be clear, they're Jack's jokes because they are. Because Jack's presenting them. I, yeah, but they're not my jokes. No, he didn't write them. Isaac and Lenny's jokes, really. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, in Little Shop of Horrors, Bill Murray played Arthur Denton, a hyperactive masochist. This uh, was an acting challenge for him as he was used to playing a hyperactive groundskeeper, a hyperactive cou- camp counselor, <laughs> a hyperactive army man, and a hyperactive ghostbuster. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Because those are like all of the note. things he's played? Yeah. He's, and he's hyperactive. Yeah. That was a good one, Jack. Great one. <laughs> Great one. Great addition of Jack's jokes, guys. I think you both uh, did those jokes. Justice. Well, let's dive into the movie, everybody. <laughs> um, so the movie is about a uh, little flower shop. A little flower shop on Skid Row. Okay? And uh, it was originally... Uh, well... I guess the history of this movie in uh, the 60s, uh, this movie was made in like three days, just a super low-budget movie that was basically made because there was a set already built, and they were like, eh, you know, go to whoever did it. Go make a movie. Roger Corman did that. Oh, Roger Corman did it. Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson's in it. Well, they worked together quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, it became a cult classic movie, uh, and because it was kind of done so quickly and so... uh, you know, just just rushed out of the studio. There wasn't any uh, copyright uh, on the movie. And the so through that, uh, the creators of the Little Shop of Horrors musical took that and without any problem, there's no uh, legal copyright, they wrote a musical. It was an off-Broadway musical and it was a pretty big hit. People liked it a lot. So Frank Oz, in his first directorial debut uh, po- outside of the Muppets, um comes in and directs the feature film Little Shop of Horrors, starring Rick Moranis. This is a movie about a, a little flower shop. Uh, horrors. <laughs> horrors on Skid Row. And um, Seymour uh, works there. And, you know, it's a pretty run-down place. And Seymour works there, and he has feelings for this woman who works there, Audrey. And one day he stumbles upon a crazy plant, and that crazy plant ends up uh, eating a bunch of people. And uh, And then what happens? Well, and then um, sort of Audrey, she has like a like a a, a bad a bad relationship, oh abusive my God. relationship oh my God. with a dentist, and um, 
and and Seymour, he loves Audrey. And then one thing leads to another. It turns out that the uh, the plant Audrey too likes to eat uh, feast on human blood and and yeah. part body parts. Yeah. And um, well, uh, things things uh, don't don't uh, go well. No. For the whole uh, whole gang in the movie, except they do end well uh, because uh, Seymour does defeat Audrey too. One thing I do find really interesting about this movie is that the budget for it was twenty five million dollars. Wow. That was the most expensive movie Warner Brothers had ever made at, really? up to this point. Huh. And right across the lot from Little Shop of Horrors at, at Warner Brothers Studios, they were filming Alien. That's right. James Cameron's Alien for $18.5 million. God. $25 million to make, to make Little Shop of Horrors. Now, I don't quite understand that. Here's some interesting uh, insight on that. There's an alternate ending to this movie oh, that was right. originally released. Yeah. The alternate ending cost upwards of $5 million to make, oh and they God. completely scrapped it. I watched this alternate ending today. It isn't good, and I'm glad they didn't put it in. So what happens basically yeah. is Audrey 2 does mean green monster from outer space that song that closing song yeah and then kills rick moranis eats Holy rick moranis. and there's this like long weird drawn out scene where she's just devouring rick moranis and um then basically what happens is what jim belushi in the movie says is they start mass producing Audrey 2s. Mm -hmm. And Audrey 2s, you see, you know, they're sold in stores. It's a huge mob to try to get them. Mm -hmm. Then Audrey 2s start growing and take over the world, basically. And there's all these crazy expensive shots of Audrey 2 on the Statue of Liberty and huge Audrey 2s bustling down the street, eating people and destroying cars and all that. And wow. then the last shot of the movie is of Audrey 2 doing something, destroying some people or basically ending the human race as we know it. And it says on the screen, the end, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, pauses right there, and then an Audrey 2 bursts through the screen, ripping the theater screen, and then it, it ends. So if Jesus. you were to see it in the theater, it would be like Audrey 2 is coming to get you. Now that isn't the greatest ending ever written that is think. so weird but the, even still without that ending it, there's another 20 million dollars yeah, you I know mean, like it's a beautiful movie and and obviously a lot of care is put into it and it looks great yeah i don't know how it's costing that much well i would say um cameos cost steve um, martin yeah. probably most of that budget steve martin <laughs> bill murray john candy christopher very guest fair, jim belushi fair. rick moranis is a is a bigger actor at this point yeah um so there's part of that you know and um there were technological advances in this movie yeah. for sure yeah. the audrey too looked absolutely i want to talk about the puppetry mm -hmm. Please. That is what we're here for, and we should also talk about why we're talking about it. Do you want to take take care of that a little bit? Sure. We're talking about Little Shop of Horrors because Jim Henson collaborator, key Muppeteer, Frank Oz, yeah. directed this movie. Sure did. And due to that fact, coupled with the extensive, beautiful, wonderful use of puppetry in this movie, we think that qualifies as a Muppet Up movie. 
the Henson company also worked on Audrey right. 2. Right, right, right. And Brian Henson himself was one of the puppeteers right, right, that right. puppeteered Audrey 2. Yes, yes. The puppetry that goes into creating Audrey 2 is phenomenal. Yeah. I think yeah. some of the best I have ever seen. Yeah. Even still, when she is like kind of the the her bigger form, yeah, about halfway through the movie, it's like it's mind like it really boggles my brain. So how they shot that is they shot everything in halftime. So Rick Moranis oh, yeah. is performing oh. alongside Audrey Two at 12 frames per second as opposed to 24 frames per second. So yeah. they just speed it up. So he's speaking all of his dialogue in halftime, lip syncing in halftime, and walking and moving in halftime, so that they could get the articulation of the puppet's mouth. There's a dozen plus puppets puppeteers working on Audrey Two with oh wires God. and pulleys and all these sort of things. Wow. And it is executed f***ing perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is stellar. Yeah. The reason I know all of this is because I was watching this movie the first time and I was like, hold the f***ing phone. Yeah. How yeah. did they do this? And they are making a remake of this movie. Oh. Scarlett Johansson is going to be playing Audrey two, Audrey 1. Audrey. Really? And uh, the guy who played Elton John in Rocketman is playing Seymour. Um, I really hope that they stick to puppetry techniques i think they will but also puppeteering past this point of of little shop of horrors has evolved a lot and right there are techniques to do make two or three people do what you know 13 14 15 people uh did in this so i'm excited to see what they do for that the casting i don't know i'm not i'm not sure yet but eh. they are going to be making that that is going to be happening cool um another Stand out this movie is the songs. Ugh. Yes. I truly think every song is incredible. Amazing. Yeah. So the songwriters for this movie uh, went on after this to be the songwriters for Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Huge uh, Disney movies. Disney sees this and says, hey, mm -hmm. pretty f***ing good, <laughs> and hires them. Great choice, because these are some of the greatest show tunes in the world. Uh, yeah. They are so upbeat, so fun, super descriptive, yeah. filled with charisma and humor, and they just really like sell me on the characters and sell yeah. me on the scene that the set and the and the place that they are in. Mm -hmm. The opening song, uh, Skid Row, Ugh. it's just so fun and so crazy, but also like, oh, like you're dropped into this place. And you know exactly what's, what what everything is about here. It has this fifties flair, but it also is, is describing poverty and the situation that all the characters are in. God damn, it's phenomenal. Isaac, you might need to change your drawers after that one. It's quite a white spot. I just stand <laughs> my pants. Uh, I agree though. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 buddy! <laughs> You're starting at your pants <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree i think uh i think that's i think that's a very uh very apt description yeah i famously sure do not like show tunes yeah yeah and musicals in general this Me is too. something i really want to talk about yep but these are i agree the best show tunes i've ever heard yeah yeah uh and i mean like are we counting like is technically is uh is uh, can you picture that a show tune? No, if, let's say if no. So then I like that better by a little bit. Um, but I, 
if we're counting these as show tunes, they're my favorite ones ever. Yeah. Uh, they have such a great like kind of doo wop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and also like '60s pop. Uh, influence on them, uh, and I think that that's really cool. I think the Greek chorus of what are they? Crystal, Ronette, and um, and Chiffon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, after they are amazing, amazing. They got so much chutzpah. Mm-hmm. They have amazing voices. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're they just sell it. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, and I love their inclusion kid. as like not just. The Greek chorus. Yeah. It's like also, also their characters. their characters in yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Lenny, during our break, mm-hmm. we were talking about um, the work that Ellen Green had been a part of on Broadway. And Jack was listing off some of the names. Lenny says, oh, my God. I hate Broadway. I hate musical theater. <laughs> and that Lenny. Mostly, just to be clear, that was mostly a reaction to. Uh, in the boom, boom, boom. Yeah, the ridiculous f***ing names that Jack was reading yeah, out yeah. loud that mm-hmm. sweet Ellen Green was in. Yeah, yeah, so as a blanket statement, Lenny says... In the says, boom, boom room. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. In the boom, boom room. Lenny, as a blanket statement, <laughs> was saying, I hate Broadway. I hate musical theater. And I said, shut the f*** up. <laughs> I'm watching Little Shop of Horrors next to Lenny and next to Jack. What's up? Well, suddenly Seymour is playing... I look over at Lenny, and Lenny is f***ing crying. <laughs> there are tears running down their f***ing face. They're wiping them away. Yeah. You hate Broadway? I don't think that you don't like musical theater. I think that you associate musical theater with Gay a culture. part. What? Gay culture. With a part of our <laughs> high school experience and how into it a lot of our friends were. Yeah, and there are really corny, cheesy, cringy parts of musical theater and musicals that kind of overpower and and overtake the culture of actually really good, really good musicals. We've all we've seen musicals together. We've seen plays. We've seen productions that we all like. Little Shop of Horrors being one of them in the Uh theater. Well, I always say to people. That I don't like musicals unless there's Muppets, mm. because huh. the Muppet movies are musicals and I love them. Yeah. Mm. So there's not one exception for you. No, I mean there are like this. I mean there's um, you could make the like, argument yeah. that there's yeah. a Muppet. I like. I've not. Nightmare seen Before Christmas. I like Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a great one. I like Disney ones. Sure. I like plenty of Disney. Ones. Sure. Uh. Peter Pan. Yeah, great. I love uh, Peter Pan. Robin Hood, even though you they love, don't, you love Robin Hood. They have a sort of Greek chorus sort of situation in that too, with Roger Miller, and I love that. Um, so there's plenty of like animated, yeah, ones that I like. But you don't like I don't going like the, to a theater, yeah, and really. sitting and watching a musical. Not really, because I've been moved to tears at at musicals in the theater. I, I like, love them. There's been plays that I've loved. Yeah, yeah, but I there aren't. A lot of musicals that I really connect yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is a really cool choice for Frank Oz to do as his first non-Muppet movie yeah. as a director because it ties in a lot of different things and it ties in a lot of different themes. Sure, it has its puppetry, but it also has it and and kind of it can tie visually a little bit to the Muppet show. It's this 
it's a set piece. It really looks like yeah a musical to me. There's yeah. only God three or four sets in this movie, places that they go. Really, right? Yeah. So it has that sort of kind of physical theater element to it yeah. that I really appreciate and I really like. I do like that because it yeah. to me this is like the perfect adaptation from like a stage to screen because it still has the elements that's true to the original but also there are plenty of scenes in here where you could not pull off you couldn't pull them off on stage yeah and oh, i really yeah. like yeah. the the liberties that frank and the other writers on the movie take and and kind of switch things up uh i do love that ellen is in this she's a perfect oh my god perfect yeah. actress for Audrey, she's the uh, one who originally played her on uh, off Broadway. Yeah, her voice is just spectacular. When she busts in and suddenly Seymour, Seymour, when she busts in on suddenly Seymour, sends chills down my goddamn spine. Yeah, I have chills thinking about it right now. It's amazing. Her voice during the whole thing, her acting during the whole thing, the like little, the little choices that she makes, perfect. She's incredible, and she's funny. She's really funny. She's really funny. I, yeah. I think Rick Moranis is really good in this. Oh he's really good. Everyone is really yeah. good. All in the performances this. are great. Bill Murray. Oh my fucking god. I love him in this. Yeah. I love Bill Murray he's in great. this. Steve Martin maybe his best role. Steve Martin sure. it's definitely really up really really up there. Up there. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen a few other Rick Moranis movies, never really stuck with me. Not a Honey I Shrunk the Kids guy, definitely not a Ghostbusters guy and I uh, hate Ghostbusters. Yeah. Not a huge fan. Yeah, never, never, never connected with me at all. This movie, on the other hand, uh, this is the third time I've watched it in a year and a half, and I was just as engaged and just as thrilled to be watching it one more time. I think anything I can say that I can think of, at least now, that I would want to change about this movie. Yeah. No, the only thing. If I were to say one thing is that I would like the soundtrack to be remixed and mastered with Mm. today's technology. That'd be cool. Okay. That's it. That's all I would like. Yeah. (gasps) Hypothetical. Yeah. For both of you. Okay. They're remaking this movie, right? Yeah. With uh, ScarJo? Yeah. Let's say, as uh, sometimes people uh, enjoy doing in movies, as a PR stunt, Mm -hmm. all of the music is by one guy. Or one know. band, or one you know, sort of thing. Okay, uh, I don't know. Who would you, who would you put up for uh, doing <gasps> new versions of the Little Shop of Horror songs? I have one. I have one. What is yours? No, you go first. Uh, Silk Sonic. I was, I was gonna say Anderson Pack. Silk Sonic. Yes, hundred percent. Cool. Anderson Pack. Silk Pac. Sonic would be cool. Silk Sonic, one thousand percent. Great. Yeah, I love oh, you. That's awesome. That's dude. a great answer. Yeah. My first thought, weirdly, was Anderson Pack. Then I was like, wait, no, Silk Sonic. Silk both Sonic. Of them. Oh, yeah. that oh, would be very best. cool. That no, that would be perfect. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, perfect. I think that'd be cool. So anyway, I think. Do you guys have anything more to say about this movie? It was fantastic. I like I, I have seen this three times now, yeah. and I cry every time, and I enjoy it more and more every time, and everybody has to see it. I love That's it. Great. Well, I don't know. I think it's time we give it Sweetums. Okay. We've talked about it long enough. Lenny, yes, you're first. Five. Goes first. Five Sweetums. Five out of five. I love every second of it. It is fantastic and beautiful and wonderful. And 
I don't really like musicals, but I f***ing love this movie with all my heart. Beautiful. Jack? I'm giving this movie four out of five. Wow. Sweetums. Wow. Uh, And I'm only not giving it a five because I feel like it is wrong on Muppet Up for me to give five sweetums to a movie that doesn't have Kermit in it. Oh. Interesting. So I'm hitting it with four. Interesting. I love it. I think it's great. Glad I saw it a second time. And I bet you by the third, fourth time I've seen it, it might uh, it might even break that rule. It might even become a five in okay. spite of its Kermitlessness. Okay. So I feel like Jack is giving it a five with an asterisk. And, yeah. uh, okay. And I'm just going to – that's how I want to hear it. Okay. I'm willing to give you that. So I – feel weird about this just because last week Jack and I did uh, Muppets 2011 yeah oh and uh, that was a f***ing home run and Jack and I are not used to doing two home runs in a row no we usually we like to buffer it with some yeah Yeah, we usually do home run uh, five movies we hate five movies that are (laughs) just god awful and then home run again it's like oh thank god um, no, we're doing two home runs in a row. Yeah. And uh, we're doing two grand slams in a row. Yeah. And we're doing two Isaac Beach five out of five sweetums in a row. Yes. Show a little light and love. There's absolutely no way I... Okay. There's no way I cannot give this five out of five sweetums. And yeah. I'm going to say this. Okay. And I know I am going to get some heat. Okay. Okay. But this might be my favorite thing we've ever watched on Muppet Up. Ever. The thing that my heart truly loves the most. Wow. And I and I I can see it. I and think I that's understand beautiful. part of that is that this is a movie that I stumbled across within the last two years and not You're a movie excited. that I've lived with yeah. for right. the past decade or more. So yeah, I'm really excited about this. But as it is right now, there's a damn good chance that this is my favorite thing that we have ever watched on Muppet Up or Tied for First. Tied for First would be with the Muppet movie. So anyway, five out of five for Lenny and me. It's a four out of five for Jack. That is our review of The Little Shop of Horrors. Love it. Love every second of it. Thank you, Lenny, so much for being a part of this journey. Of course. Thank you for being a three-timer. Thank you for answering our questions and uh, sitting down with us to talk about all things Muppet here on Muppet Up. I love you guys. I love you, Lenny. I love you, Lenny. I'm Isaac Beach. I'm Jack Habegger. And as... Always. Keep moving right along. Moving right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once. Let's reach out and grab it. Together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabin. Cabin?